Welcome, 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 everybody. This is the Inebriated Podcast. It's your host, Sam C., Miss Jillian Ferrari, and the Shayna and Marvin Rivas family. How's everybody doing? Good. yourself. How's everybody doing? This is another episode of April. We're here. We're having a special episode. We're going to be having Shayna and Marvin Rivas here speaking to us about child abuse, child sexual abuse, and everything that pertains to that specifically. Um... Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, it might be a little graphic, so anybody that's sensitive to the topic, you might not want to continue to listen to this. It's going to be very detailed, very ex- expletive, exploitive into the uh, aspect, into people that have suffered <coughs> from te- these types of abuses. And we're going to be getting a first-hand experience as far as coming from the Rivas family that we... Uh, Mr. Rivas, Mr. Marvin Rivas is actually an advocate for child abuse and child abuse awareness. So we're going to be getting some of his thoughts on the topic. And there we go. Here we go. Um, but first, we're going to start on something light. Now, what's going on? Anybody got anything going on in their world that they want to discuss? New jobs, new jobs. Yeah, I have a new job. I just started. I was somewhere for four years. And, um, yeah, just... Getting a feel for it. I've been there for like three months now, so okay, good. You like it? Yeah, I do. That's what's up. That's I do. I like it. Keep definitely keeps me busy. That's for sure. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and then Miss um, Jillian Ferrari uh, over here. You're doing uh, cardio sonography. How do you like in your program? It's good. It's good. My new externship in South Miami is going really well. It's just really fucking far. <laughs> but but I really like it. Um, everybody there is really cool. The guy I'm working with is cool. It's like giving me like. Motivation to like look forward to like actually doing this job like when I start working for real. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped and they make good money, so looking forward to that too. True, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, no, everybody, you know, <laughs> well, especially in Miami. I mean, people that are going to be watching this, they don't know the hectic traffic that we get. It's <laughs> Lord, especially traveling. I mean, Lord, ain't that the truth? You have for a traveling real? job. Like, like, how far is your job from your place? Well, I used it used to, to be work. far as shit. Well, that's what I was gonna say mm-hmm. when you were saying, "Oh, it's far as shit." Well. I was going to say, like, I also had a job that was far shit. It was actually 25 miles there and 25 miles back. So That's rough. Yeah. I was going to say, though, but sometimes you have to take the opportunity that's mm-hmm. given to you in order to excel your life. It's true. So those four years gave me experiences that are helping me excel in my new mm-hmm. job. You know what I mean? So And nothing says you have to stay there forever. Exactly. You you know? do, I don't have to stay there forever. Although I do like my boss. She's cool as shit. <laughs> you know, like she's one of those like girls that like are like us, like chill, you know, but like she she went out of her way and like she had kids and she became an attorney, like she's like inspirational. Dope. That's exactly, cool as fuck. Sure, yeah. You know, and like and like mm-hmm. I thought about becoming an attorney and stuff and like but I see how much it consumes her life like mm. every Sunday she's on that calendar like it almost consumes my life and I'm not even an attorney for like, real for you real it's just crazy it, Okay, that's what's up. It's like they make all this money like when the fuck do you have time to spend it it's like, like it's not on vacation Yo, I'll take my quick bonuses and my freaking uh, little business casual business allowance. <laughs> I'll take all that shit and my income tax. Thank you, Uncle Sam. Like, you already know. Like, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll take all that. You know, I'll take my L. I'd, I'd rather, you know, I want to I wanna be like, I want to be a present mom. And although she may be a present mom, she's not as present as I want to be. Okay. So, I mean, I respect her hustle 150% and I love working for her, so... Right, it's, insp- it's inspirational to the point where you can see yourself living under similar circumstances, but not the same. Like, basically, like, you would... You like what she does, but not to the extent of how she does it. I do all her work for her. Right. <laughs> right, but as a, I mean, as a paralegal. But what I'm saying is... I just don't have to worry about it on the weekends, about getting up on Monday morning and being dressed for court and showing up and, and like, talking to a judge. Like, I'm cool with walking into my office, you know, doing my thing, having my schedule, like, going to the gym, you know, just doing what I do, you know, mm-hmm. and having my husband up for it. That's what's up. That's mm-hmm. what's up. And you guys support each other very well. You guys are going on your, how many years? Seven, going to be eight in November. That's what's up. Dang. And you guys are newly married. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. And, um, no, it's, it's Big beautiful. wedding in November, though. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, no, that's a great thing, you know. And, and Yeah, we're both Scorpios. Boom, both Scorpios. That's what's up. That's what's up. Sure. That's something we can talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, for that. sure. No, no, for sure. And, no, it's, it's great to have you guys here. It's great to see you guys doing so well. You guys are doing so well off in both mm. of your careers. It wasn't and, always that. Oh, no, no, of course. Of course. And, and we know each other. Right. You know, they, these people don't know, but we've known each other for a long time. Very Actually, long time. how I met Miss Jillian Ferrari here that's was right. through Shayna. <laughs> right? No, she was. She was. So that's for what's real. up. And, and I'm very appreciative of that. Good looking at this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's on yourself, man. Right, no, no. Yeah, man, this is is, big, bro. We're happy to be part of it. No, no, and I I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. You know, and especially, I'm I'm grateful for you guys Mm -hmm. willing to partake and even come on. Like, not everybody's as, uh, cheers, you know, (laughs) ballsy or brazen to actually come on and speak their truth and actually tell and express to other people their everyday activities, especially in Miami. See, the thing about this Mm -hmm. is that we're going to be speaking about events and everyday events that occur in our lives being specifically for Miami because when you're living somewhere else abroad let's say Arkansas or you know Minnesota you know you really don't get this same type of experience it's nothing compared nothing yeah. compared you know especially that we live Miami's you know wild people we live we live 30 <laughs> minutes away from every beach like whether it's east or west you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah. you know you don't get that aspect or even opportunity anywhere else so it's interesting to hear and see the experiences that we go through every day here right. compared to everywhere else. You know, I've lived mm. abroad. I lived in Chicago um, for five years. Has anybody else lived anywhere else? In nope. New York. New York? For How ten was New years. York? Ten years. Wait, where in New York? Uh, Brooklyn, Lower Manhattan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, no, I don't think I ever knew that about you. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. I call all my hats, oh. all my hats are New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I just, I just <laughs> the pieces come together. Yeah. No, I just jumped in this whip and got a New York Giants, uh, um, normal, simple, yeah, format. There we go in the car. I was like, oh, okay, Giants fan. So then I asked if he was a Knicks fan. He was like, nah, I transferred over to the Heat yeah. to the crib, which is what's up. Which yeah. is what's up. Okay, and then Shayna, you lived abroad for a little bit, right? In Fort Myers. Fort Myers? <laughs> yeah, that's not really a problem. That's not really a problem. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but can you explain how much it is different from South Florida? Oh, oh my God. It's 
crazy. And Fort Myers was like, let's say two and a half, three hours away. Two, two. Two a strong if you, two. If you hit a hundred on like <laughs> Alligator Alley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without getting caught up for it. Right, right, right. Okay, so. <laughs> find a lead car. <laughs> for the rules. Okay, explain, explain to people the, even the difference in a two hour, three hour difference as far as distance. It is from South Florida to Fort Myers. Could you give like a, a basic discrepancy? Yeah, bro. Like the level of like traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that too, though. I'm sure. Right. Oh yeah. Well, definitely yeah. the traffic doesn't compare. And I mean, like the stores that are over there are different. Like I'm sure they've upped since now because this was in like 2009. But Fort Myers is still like boring. You know what Isn't I mean? Isn't it like, like just the beach? Yeah, and, like, there's not really much to do. Everything closes at 2, kind of like in Orlando, mm. you know? Like, like over here, like, you could find anything at any time. Like, like, like they say, like, New York doesn't sleep, and I've seen New York not yeah, sleep yeah. with my own eyes. No, same, right. You know, like, I've seen it, like, been on Broadway at, like, mm-hmm. 4 in the morning. And, like, and it's like it's midday. Yo, like, mm-hmm. but it's dark outside. It's crazy. So, Miami's not... T- quite like that but like but there is like a, a big nightlife scene yeah here. like like people start going out at 11 1 you know what i mean like those are normal times mm-hmm. for us to go out over there like if you don't start partying mm-hmm. at nine you're going home sober yeah you know what i mean like can't even buy beer after two right like, mm-hmm. which is a like, big thing in south florida like we could buy beer at any time of the night like there's literally 24 hour liquor stores and that's nowhere else in the country, like that I know of. Yeah, me either. Probably yeah, New York, know. but that's about it. How about yeah, not even in New York? I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. we're no, probably yeah. Yeah, we got twenty-four hour nightclubs. We have twenty-four hour strip clubs. We yeah, have, we have twenty-four hour everything. Like I think, like I feel like that we are like the new Vegas, basically. I, I wouldn't. I believe. That. Especially with the rent and prices going up. Like, Maybe minus the, the new, gambling scene, but yeah. Well, no, get, well, legal gambling is coming along. Like yeah, but it's not as bad. I mean, Vegas is the gambling fucking spot. Oh right, right, right. But Vegas, yeah, right. Like we're not gambling here like they are in Vegas. True, but Vegas yeah. just got a, a football team. My bad, I'm going to let you go. But Vegas just got just got their first football team like ever. Because remember, it's all tourism really? attraction. So imagine we've been having hmm. Miami Dolphins and Vegas just got their own football team. They don't hmm. even have a basketball team. They just got a hockey team. They got a hockey team that actually won. Yeah, the Knights. Yeah. Apparently, I know nothing about Vegas. Okay, whatever. And so, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I wouldn't take it as far as the new Vegas because I mean Vegas has a whole other feel to it. It has a different climate. It has different Mm -hmm. people. Like it, like the people in Miami. I mean, the people in Florida, even you know, like are just a whole different type. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, like, everything on the news is, mm-hmm. oh, this happened, and it's like, Wait, oh, must be from Florida. And then how exciting it is when it's not from Florida. You're right. like, oh, thank yeah. God, for once it's not happening in Florida. <laughs> for real. Yeah, like, I think like Florida, Florida is real. Like, like, oh, for sure. It's for sure real. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone, like, you get caught in another country, oh, let's just go to Florida. I mean, in another state, you're like, oh, let's just go to Florida. Everybody ends up coming here. Fugitives, Uh all types of bullshit. No, for real. Ted Bundy. (laughs) Everybody awful. (laughs) Ends up here. Like, what the fuck? Capone, Capone. For the record, we're not awful. (laughs) We're great people. (laughs) 
They're no, down we here for the weather. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the humidity. The like, t- look at the fridge. 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, it's, it's, it's hot. Right. Like, mm-hmm. It was like, this is great weather. Like, what are we going to do? Right, you can't beat it. No, you know, I just found out Al Capone actually used to have a house back here. Uh, back of down course here. he did. <laughs> right. Well, so are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But no, like, when I found that out, I was like, get the fuck out of here. But no, it's true, it's true. He has a, he has a home back here. Huh. In South Florida, it's it's way out west. It's, I mean, obviously, it's shocking. Yeah, it's back. There, but <laughs> but no, news. I mean, you wouldn't imagine that, like off the top. Mm. Give yourself a I second know, to think about it. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. They go together. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. You're oh, right, you're for right. real, for real. And so, <clears throat> okay, let's go. Let's move on to another topic. Let's go into the the topic of the day. If you guys are All ready. Right, then. Uh, Mr. Marvin Revis, how are you doing? How's everything? Now, you have done some work in child abuse advocacy where you've done uh, motivational speaking, you've done uh, open speeches to the youth, to victims, to families of victims. Um, What can you speak up on that? I'm going to leave the floor open for you right now. Um, It's pretty much to share my story and giving somebody the courage or the thought even to like if he did it I can okay and if it's not easy you gotta put in the work right right that's right. life you know right. you gotta put in the work okay uh, remembering my first time an open mic I was shin bricks oh I can imagine I can imagine heart pumping sweating I didn't I wrote notes down out the window. Out the window? Really? Just from the heart. Okay, okay. Caught their attention. That was my purpose. Right. People coming up to me, thanking me. Giving me, you know, compliments. It's it's not an easy road. Oh, at, at all, it's, at all. And I, it's people have to understand, like, you know, for overall, it, it sucks overall. But coming from a guy perspective, that magnifying glass is hard on us. Because it's the way it was raised, masculinity, can't show no emotions, and on top of that, Spanish culture, you know what Spanish families are. Right, right. Where where there's a big, uh, there's a big, like, faux pas about you know, sexuality in, you know, the Latin community that a lot of people aren't used to, especially, you know, especially having, like, not saying that you have a Catholic background, even if you do, there's a lot of Catholic background within the Hispanic community mm-hmm. where such acts are not uh, acknowledged. They're not acknowledged at all. And, you know, I come from a Catholic background. I don't pr- practice Catholicism myself, but I can definitely see where that could have been some trouble in your upbringing. You know, and then uh, Shayna, as being the spouse to this man, how do you feel about walking through these adult experiences with him? Well, I'm just glad that he like let me in. Okay. You know that he allowed me. I mean, it did take a lot of pushing and a lot of like patience. Sure did. Um, but once I finally got him to open up to me even just a little bit to me it was just like a window of opportunity where I was like 
he's willing to he he's finally realizing okay that there's something wrong it honestly it took him 6 months to even tell me by then i'm like yo i re- i already like love him mhm like i i almost like i could have left i could have left mm-hmm. i really really could have mm-hmm. but in my heart it yeah, i just felt like you know, I'm I'm the type of girl that likes a challenge, you know, so I was like, you know what, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Fuck this shit. Let me see what I could do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still 22, like... At the time. Ex- well, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in my 20s, though. Right, like, right. No, no shame. No shame. Uh-huh. No shame. And, um... Yeah, just... I was like, what what do I have to lose? I'm also the type of person that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to live in the what if. So. You have to find out, like, for sure type of thing. Yeah. I'm the same way. I feel you on that 100%. It's like, you know what? I'd rather play it all out and be distraught and come back from that Mm -hmm. than, well, knowing that I know that I can come Mm -hmm. back from it because I've come back from so many other things. And especially something like this, if even just seeing him, how he can come back from what happened to him. Mm-hmm. It shows such strength that... Right. Like, mm-hmm. us humans, that we don't even realize how much strength we have to, like... Focus. Endure. Not even that. It's, like, to... Like, we don't even give ourselves enough credit as to what we're capable of coming back from. That's very mm-hmm. true. You know, and mm-hmm. I kind of helped him realize that, you know, and I say helped because it took him to want to do it. Yeah, he had to still do the work. He had to do his work. Mm-hmm. It's just like you can have a trainer at the gym, mm-hmm. you still but do if you don't ups. put in the work <laughs> yourself, mm-hmm. then guess what? You're not going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. If you eat like shit, but you have a trainer, guess what? It's going to cancel out. Right. And that's why... Honestly, that's why a lot of people don't lose weight. I mean, I I know I'm a big girl myself, but I do go to the gym. And as long as you've known me, I may not have... Well, I did. I lost 100 pounds, and then I gained it back after with the car accident. Right. But ever since then, I've continuously worked out, but not consistently. And right. that's what always fucked me up. Yeah. But now I've been consistent for about three months. Which he can attest to, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm, it's hard to get that role and going, though, good. you know? Exactly. Right. So now I'm on that role, so I'm. Yeah, you see the discipline. And you were the one who told me it takes 21 days to form a habit or it break does. a habit. It does. So. That's fine. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you see yourself as being a major supporter of his uh, path, of his journey in this lifestyle that he has to live out for the rest of his days, basically. I do, and okay. so does he. Right, he right. also sees me as a major supporter. Okay. You know, and he honestly takes pride in that, and that mm-hmm. makes me, like, proud. It makes me proud. And it makes proud. your relationship stronger, too. It does. You know? It makes the bond deeper. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those that, us guys, we don't like to communicate, or right. it's hard for us to communicate, mm-hmm. get our feelings out because of the way we was raised. Right. You know, that we can't show any emotions. Impossible. 
I think this generation will be different, though. Right. I think so, too. It's kind of breaking that mold it's, a little it bit. Is, it is breaking that mold. That was but my next question. Like, now yeah. with the internet and the Google, and now you can research, like, what if I'm feeling this? What can I Everything's do out there like exactly. an open book. Like, when we were kids, bro, like, we weren't able to look up, like, is it okay if this happens or is this okay you know like we had snake and nokia's like i had a fucking big ass phone like this bro like now fucking this i have our, a computer in my hands told us. right mm-hmm. our parents told us what our family told us that's what we believed in and exactly like, story that was, that's it there was no questions about it yeah, question all right. Right. exactly or no, we weren't gonna I mean let's be fucking real we weren't gonna go to the fucking library and look up the shit that no. our parents were telling us that right. we look up to our parents yeah, so right. we until a certain age we're like okay 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 you know it's like what they say must be fact cause exactly. we have no other source <laughs> I mean they're our parents they've been alive for god knows why, how long. why would they lie how would they not know like yeah right. for sure for so sure like, my mom knows best that's where that saying mm-hmm. came from Right. Sorry, Sarah. No, 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 no. No, you guys can go. And no, all I wanted to attribute that was that, okay, so you felt for the both of you, like, there had mm-hmm. to be a moment of transition. Not transition as, you know what I'm saying, anything crazy. I'm saying as far as your behavior towards one another in dealing with this mm-hmm. uh, tragic event. There was a transition. Okay. We split for 30 days. Okay, I didn't know this. This yeah. is all breaking news to me. Yeah. Breaking news. Right. <laughs> I'm the Rebus. Yeah. Um, okay, I didn't know this. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. yeah I didn't tell many people. Yeah. I wasn't. I'm not gonna say that I wasn't very proud of it because it had a great result, but I wasn't very happy with the situation mm-hmm. because I obviously loved him, but we were arguing a lot and we weren't respecting each other and. We decided that we we needed time to separate and think about if we're really going to put the work in and respect each other and do whatever needs to be done to make it happen. Okay. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And so, Mr. Revis, how, at this point, how do you feel about your experience? How, what, where, where do you think that you are in your journey with this experience having to occur, specifically to you? To me, um, I see myself as one-fourth of my journey. Okay. Because um, I'm seeing myself, I give myself big visions out there, and I just, as an adult, I see myself visualizing me as a kid. Okay. As if I had somebody who's there to be that mic right for me I want to be for that person for that child even for adults to, to this day men gets you know through the sexual abuse and all that stuff females go through it like we just want to be a voice right if I can help you regardless of gender so be it okay you know ha- um, let me ask this have you come across anyone that you have impacted of the opposite sex. So have you come across anyone, particularly at this point, that you have impacted positively as a female to say, hey, my experience is like your experience, or it may not be like your experience, but I feel what you're going through. Like, have you had any breakthroughs or anybody come to you and approach you like that? Um, crazy, I have like a good five females that I know. Really? That opened up to me and 
giving them hope. Really? That's okay. what it was. And it's, it is, you know, just talking about it now, just seeing like, man, like, coming from the opposite sex, I know that it's all about my wording and making them feel comfort and making them feel, say it's okay. Like, I just need help. I need a little guidance, a little push. You can relate to somebody more if they've been in your shoes. Right. Okay. Regardless of whatever it is. And, and, and that's great. That's, that's really what I wanted to know because, you know, I, what I've experienced as far as, not myself, but what I've come to see as people that I've known experience, when they say it comes from the opposite sex, they say, well, you'll never understand you're not a woman. Or you'll never understand from vice versa if you're not a man t- towards a woman. And I wanted to ask you that because, you know, that, that'll change the narrative, really, of where a woman can see your pain, see your experience, and be like, you know what? It may not be the same sex, but we are sharing the same experience, even at this point in our, in our lives. And that's why I wanted to ask that question. Well, we have to get past that vision. Because right. we're human beings. First, exactly. we just we just dividing the gender part. It makes it seem like females can understand females and males can understand males, to a certain extent. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. but overall, we still feel, we still bleed the we same color. Right. We still hurt. You know what still I mean? Still a human we're, experience. We're still a human experience. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I feel that people have to get not over, but have a clear picture and mindset that. What the way I was thinking is not wrong because that's the way I was raised. But to be like more open minded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's not only one way to look at things, you know, it's like realizing that too. I even tell my kids, it was like, there's always two sides of the story. There's always, you always got to hear the other side, regardless. Right. Because then that you can make your decisions based on assumptions or whatever the hell it is. They feel about the situation. Okay. And now, again, this is off the cuff. This is not scripted. All the answer, answers and questions are completely original. I want oh. everybody to understand that. Nothing scripted here. Right. <laughs> you know, we were at dinner before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking at a phone, so anything I have. I even told cuff. Sam, funnily enough, I was like, yo, stop asking us questions because then we're not going to have anything to talk about in the podcast. <laughs> That's real. I just want the audience to understand that I'm, I'm literally asking these questions and if they feel comfortable about answering them, they will. If they don't, then we'll just cut to another question. But I just wanted to continue with that and just let the audience know that this is all authentic. This is all off the rip. So, okay, you, you're, you, you do advocacy work. You've done open speeches. You've done, um, basically, you're, you're very involved within this community. Now. 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 And, and that's what I want to get into. Um, well, that's why I said now. <laughs> you know, to give you a little jump off. Be- be- true, true. Before that, and more. before that, where did you feel you were with this experience? Let's say even before you met Shayna. Let's go, so let's go back, if you guys have been together eight years. Seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half, eight. So let's go back ten years. Let's go back ten years. Where did you feel that you were at with this experience? Where, where were you in life and wh- how do you feel and do you feel that that affected where you were at your life through that experience? Um, yeah, it definitely did. It definitely had an impact. Um, at yeah. that time, I was at the bottom, to be honest. Okay. Um. I was living in a home 
had a shelter pretty much. Had no water, no electricity. Um, it was it was it was a tough, tough time. No tough time. time. No job. No license. Like it was. No haircut. <laughs> <laughs> This is how she met me. <laughs> this is how she met me. I'm just here. That was a name to edit. Serious, serious, serious. No haircut. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Right, right. No, no, and, I, and that's why I want to ask you because, you know, a lot of people don't think that this event, when it occurs, that it might affect them long term. And that's why I want to ask you, 10 years ago, obviously you were still an adult, well into your adult years, you, you're saying that it still impacted your everyday life. It did. And it, honestly, until a hundred, a few years ago, my okay. life was up and down. It, was, it wasn't consistent. Even me being as a father. Okay. okay. I, and I had this conversation with them and... They understood. They accepted my apologies, and like people don't understand how deep it really goes. Like yo, to the core, right? To the core. And you don't see it there. You don't see it at that moment. Just you're you're just struck on what the fuck just happened. And you're in that zone. I swear to you, you're in that zone, that mindset until you're ready to change. And then as you you're where I'm at now, after a year and a half of therapy, taking all that shit back, like. Shit, like I really like my life was all over the place. Okay, but in my mindset, I was on a straight line. Living day to day. I mean, living day to day. Anybody would feel that way. An alcoholic, anyone that's been through any type of trauma, a drug addict. You know, you wake up, you do your day, you go, and then you just think. You know, you're going through a straight line. You know what I mean? Anybody feels that way. Yeah, no, I believe post traumatic stress transcends just like the battlefield and I really think mm-hmm. and I really think that you know comparing one to another is not exactly a fair a, a fair evaluation but I would say that any type of traumatic event, event that it happens in your life can cause post-traumatic stress disorder sure. so mm-hmm. you know a lot of people think that oh no you know you had to go through war and see bloody gore and you know live through a, a, an event like that to really get the feel of what post-traumatic stress is. But I, I I honestly think that if you go through anything traumatic, you know, losing a mother, mm-hmm. a, a father, when you're not able to cope can affect you in that way. Le- losing a sister, brother, any type of family member, or even something that happens to yourself, you know, losing your job, and that, that then leads to you losing your livelihood as mm-hmm. far as, you know, a, a, a home, a roof over your head, and food in your mouth. Like, that, that type of... Sh- Traumatic stress, I think, uh, is very similar to post-traumatic stress that can be think caused. About that he was going through that on top of the traumatic stress that he was going through because from of the child abuse, right? Plus, mm-hmm. he lost a job, and then he still was getting some money from the government, and then child support. Like it, it kind of like he was kind of like squared into that shelter home. I mean, thank God he had a shelter, but like, you know. Right, right. And I was going to add to what you said, like, even when you're a kid, you know, you fall off of a bike, you know, you could be scared of riding a bike until you're in your, your 20s, 30s, until someone comes along and they're like, 
come on, I'll teach you, you know, or whatever the case may be, or you just get the guts to try it, you know? Right. Like, that's even a post-traumatic. No, I agree. I agree. I agree 1,000%. You know, I just, I I just wanted to clear the air of what some people may think that it only, that post-traumatic stress only pertains to those that have been in warfare. You know, because I have a lot of... I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I have a lot of military friends. I have a lot of military friends, and they always assume that... Well, not always. Let me take that back. A lot of them assume that you... That they, their experience, and their post-traumatic stress is nowhere near or cannot be compared to someone that's living a civilized civilian life. Mm -hmm. It's just different. No, no, I agree that it's different, but I can say, in my experience, because I've... Uh, experience a, a traumatic experience nothing uh, to the volume of what we're talking about now but even my experience as a civilian I've had an episode of post-traumatic stress I can't say that I have it at this point because I've come to terms with it but I have uh, experienced an aspect of post-traumatic stress at one point in time in my life so mm-hmm. you know I, I, I just wanted to open the format on that and so okay moving along with your experience we see the negative. We've seen the positive. Now, I'm not going to ask what age this occurred, but we're going to assume that this happened in your younger in your younger years. Yeah. Between 10 and 12. Okay, 10 and 12. Okay. And to those out there that may assume that this is coming from, you know, within or without, or within or outside of the family, I'm not going to ask you that question unless you're able to answer it but was that person that affected you in this way still around you in those growing years yeah and that was my cousin okay male cousin and great thing you questioned that because I believe 80% of the perpetrator is a family member or someone that knows that they know very well. Right. A c- close family friend, okay. family member. I don't have... The, I, I wanted to grab the statistics, but I just didn't have time. I wanted to pull up a lot more statistics, and, and thank you for clarifying that. So 80% of perpetrators are usually family members or fa- or friends of the family. Right. And you can attest to that. Right. Um, okay. With that, you're saying that this person was within your life mm-hmm. after the experience... Can you say that he was even in your life into your adulthood? Oh, yeah. To my adulthood, to the point that... I know him. Right. Wow. Okay. So I pretty up, until, up until the point where you guys have a relationship. Yeah. Okay. The thing is that, goes back to post-traumatic stress, is you put a mask on. Right. You learn how to put that mask on. So when there was family events, Spanish culture, there. you put the mask on. And I mean, I don't conversate with the dude. Right, right, right. It's like you know, hey, sh-. right. And you've come to a clarity of what's what's occurred and how you feel about it. Yeah. Okay. But you know what's crazy is that when we're around him, and there he's in the room, he doesn't talk. You feel you feel an aspect of tension. You know, I didn't know until we were together for four years. I was say, yeah, four years. Like four years. I knew his name, I knew everything, but it never clicked. Okay. I thought that it was his uncle, 
And maybe he subconsciously told me that so that it would take me that long to figure it out. Right. I don't know. Maybe to like a protective save guise. It. Right. Okay. But we were actually on our way home from Port St. Lucie. <laughs> I and his sister that. lives in Port St. Lucie. <laughs> I remember. And he was just so happened to be at this party. Okay. And um, we were on our way home, and halfway there, I just had the balls to turn around and just say, "Hey, is um." That guy, this guy, this, this person. guy. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me. He hesitated for a second. And he goes, yeah, it is. And. Into the mic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just crazy. Like, the minute that I... I finally put all the pieces down together because, like, to the point where I carried this man's child. I've carried this man's child. Two of them. Right. I played with his kids. I've said hi to him millions of times. And honestly, if I would have known, I probably wouldn't have been able to even look him in the eye. Mm -hmm. Right. There would be a level of disgust. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I am... Infuriated. No. Like, to the point where I've heard his wife say that the kids are attached to him. And he has three mm. little boys. Mm. You know what it's I mean? And that's scary. Mm -hmm. right. it, is. it is. That's like... Right. The possibility that this could be... You're that, putting that, two and two together right, and seeing how be, likely this situation could, could have repeated itself. Right. That there could be possible... And most likely, it has. I think it comes with me, with my healing, my time of healing is like, I want to. But am I going to push myself to go crazy again? Right. I'm also healing this whole process. So I have to do it the right way that I feel fit for me to move on and not let it bother me ever again. Right. Are these kids still in their teens or they're younger or? Teens and younger. Well, okay. one of them, I think one of them's like five or six. And then... The other ones follow closely okay, after, right. like maybe like eight or nine, and then twelve or thirteen. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. So you possibly yeah. believe, in, in conclusion to this one, this point specifically, you possibly believe that there are also more victims. Yeah. Once an offender, mm -hmm. always an offender. Okay. If yeah. if you're sick, or whatever mm -hmm. the excuse that you want to give for this. M this disgusting feeling or urge that you have to victimize people that are not as vocal mm -hmm. as others, you're going to keep doing it right. because you know you have the power to do it. Okay. I hear you. And that's strong. That's something very strong that I wish, you know, and I hope that everybody takes away from this, that... You know, yeah. especially people that are living through this on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. can, you know, encourage themselves enough to acknowledge that, you know, uh, a, a predator is always going to be a predator. 
you know, the victim doesn't always have to be the victim. You know, they can grow from being the victim to an advocate, and that is part of the healing process, I'm going to assume. Well, the healing process is based on whatever fits you. Okay. Just for me, I just feel from the shit I've been through, mentally, I could handle a lot more weight than probably somebody else. Right. Just from the shit I've been through. Right. He has a lot of support. His whole family, like when he told his whole family, they all were very, very, like, Team Marvin. You know what I mean? Like, it was... It was amazing. Did anybody really? think he was being dishonest? No. Uh, it was more obviously a shock. shock. You know what I mean? A normal, so, like, like, what? So even this, this person's parents, who were obviously also family members, they know about it as well? No. So, like, everybody but them. Well, immediate family. Immediate, immediate family. Okay. I just okay. want to say. But they will, though. Okay. That's time. Yeah. Which is part of my healing process. Right. Okay. It's kind of like the 12 steps in... In, like, drug addiction. Yeah. Right, but it's a, his own 12 steps. Right. right. You uh-huh. know? Or maybe there's 20 steps. However right. many steps he has to take to get to where he needs to be or wants to be, where he envisions himself. Like, he's, like I respect so much that he, he sets his goals so high that even though he can't attain them, or, well, not can't attain them, um, even... Even if he doesn't attain them in the amount of time that he thinks he will, he has a vision to become that for himself. And I respect that. That's all respectable. I yes. do. Yeah. 100%. I, I want to yes. say something really quick. Go ahead. One thing that I really, really hope that everyone takes out of this conversation and everything is to really just pay a little bit more attention to your kids, to the people around your kids. If you're at home having a couple drinks with your friends, that's cool. I'm all for that. But get up every once in a while. Go check what your kids are doing. Because they could be showing signs of what their parents may or may not be doing to them. Or their uncle may or may not to other kids. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't make them feel like you could barge in at any time... They're going to feel the freedom to do and say as they please. That also goes, I mean, yes, the child abuse, but also the cursing, the hitting, the what are you watching on YouTube? Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to make this conversation about that, but I'm just saying, like, it just, it's it's the bigger picture. You know what I mean? To be more attentive to kids. Right. More attentive to kids, to adults, Mm -hmm. the way they act. Someone, I went to a restaurant the other day and the guy really honestly rubbed me the wrong way. And we were with, um, me, my coworker and her young son and the guy, he, I guess he was Peruvian. It's a Peruvian restaurant. So I'm assuming it looked like a little, um, mom and pop owned shop, whatever. And he was like, Oh um, you, you're doing good. He, his English wasn't very well. He's like, oh, you're doing good in soccer and da, 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 and all that stuff, whatever. And he got into the, oh, do you like math? And he's like, yeah, I like math. And, and he, the mom was like, yeah, he's actually really good in math. And he's like, oh, anytime he needs help on his math homework, um, you can bring him here and leave him here and, and I'll do math with him. And I was like, yo, I ain't taking my kid nowhere not with you no or anybody right. to teach math. And 
nonetheless leaving them mm -hmm. with you by themselves. Nigga got me fucked up. So, <laughs> like, so you feel like this person was a complete stranger to the child and the family that he was directing this these statements to? Absolutely. That's really and fucking creepy. And it made creepy. me feel un uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Okay. And I just wanted to clarify that because... You know, they could have been relatives. They could have been family. No. But you're, saying, you're saying that this person that was asking and telling the mother to leave their child behind to do math with this grown-ass man, you felt that was inappropriate. Very. Okay. Honestly, it, it, it wasn't even the the gesture. It was the tone of voice. The, the his, context. His, the mannerisms, his, yeah. Exactly. And that's more of what I'm telling people to pay attention to. Like, even if you have the slightest gut feeling that this person is not good mm -hmm. for some odd reason there's a possibility don't do it right you don't take that risk exactly that risk could be life changing exactly like don't be overprotective about your kids yes let them stay but like right. know know the people that you're leaving your kid right. with like, use common sense exactly right. like a lot of people don't have that and especially mm -hmm. in Miami like back to our mm -hmm. beginning conversation like you don't know what is over here. Mm -hmm. Like like we said, everybody moves to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we we definitely see that. Scams. That, like, everything negative is here. Right. It's like you got to shove your kids up your ass if you want them to be safe. Like, and that's for sad. Sakes, that's sad. We go to Disney with fucking... Um, Watching wristbands, yeah. Wrist, no, no, no. Fucking the, the ones holding on with the kids. Oh, the leash. The, yeah. the leash. A fucking leash for a child. What are we that's doing? That's crazy, right? And that's insane. It's insane that people would even think about even taking your fucking right. kid. Like, yo, right. that's where we're mm -hmm. at as far as safety and is concerned. It, it, it's so pathetic that it, it, it's scary that we have to realize really all of these things. People steal kids yeah. to molest them, right? And to record it and sell the videos. I I have a friend that has been through that. Who her videos are still being sold in swap shops from wow. years and years and years ago. That's crazy. She got molested. And the, the people that perpetrated her or whatever, a cop and and some random guy. Mm -hmm. The cop was doing the dirty work, going to the person's thing, the mom's thing, saying, oh, modeling this, modeling that. Oh, took her to get lunch, dropped a... Um, the kid off. No, no, no. Dropped a... Um, roofie. A roofie mm -hmm. in her drink. Next thing she knows, she opens her eyes and... Right. There's some guy... Wow. On video. And you know what? Sometimes, like, I kind of mm. want to tell him these stories, but I just don't know how it's going to make Right, you don't want a flashback mm. of that it, Anything, yeah. anything, you know? Right. And, like, we are very open with each other when it comes to stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes, like, I get home from work. Like, I just want to spend time with him. I want to chill, you know? Like, right. you I don't want a positive love aspect. Exactly. Like, and I think that's what got us through this, you know? I Yes, in the beginning, I asked a lot of questions. And I'm, I was trying to figure it out and trying to see what I could do to help him. And, and like, all that, all the stuff that you would think, right, naturally, you know what I mean? Right. Naturally. And... Now it's come to a point where it's like, you know what? Like, I know everything. I've been through therapy myself, you know, like, and I'd rather not poke that bear. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? But now you know. <laughs> I respect that. I got to respect that. I want to yeah. ask one, one, one last question, yeah. and then we'll, we'll close this up. Um, recently, I've seen a video, actually, and it pertains similar to the conversation we just had, but 
there was a young lady, and she came home, and just told her mother that these events were occurring within the home, in which the mother turned around. This is live. You can see this on Warstar. The mother turned around and denied and denied all accountability. The stepdad or something. To, right? Yes, the stepdad. Denied all accountability due Explain to the fact that. about how well that the how well the, the stepdad provided, how well the stepdad was to the family, uh, almost to the point where it seemed like she made it seem like the stepdad was a necessity to have in the household, mm. and she wasn't. Now, this young lady obviously did come to a family member and tell her side of the story, which was then. Uh, placed in denial by the mother not saying if you experienced it but how do you feel about victims that do not hear that are not heard of what they have to say it's a good question it is from a personal experience when I first told my parents their initial reaction was shocked my stepdad got up screaming because that was his f- favorite nephew. Couldn't believe it. He stood, locked himself in the room the whole night. I went home. He was still locked himself in the room. Really? For hours. And Which ma- is messed up for the record. I mean... Everybody takes everything different. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. And that's that's respectable. But at the end of the day, if your son... Is telling you something. At least ask questions. Right. Get mad after. Be mad with your wife. Like go into your wife's room and be like, "Oh, how could this be?" Da 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 da. But don't put that impression on your son. Okay. Don't that. That's just my. So so. Uh, how do you feel about your experience? Maybe and, it might and be when victims do go through that. Do you feel that there's more responsibility on the parents? Do you feel there's more responsibility on the siblings? Do you feel that there's more responsibility on the individual? It's more responsibility on everyone besides the victim who had the courage to open up to you. Okay. That that courage there, you have to understand, coming from the younger you are, the harder it is to express your feelings or for an adult to understand. That's why with us, we get along with all our nieces and nephews because we talk to them their like level. We're now. Right. Right. It's in their level, like just like this, just in their level for them to comprehend it. Minus the curse words. Of course. <laughs> of course. Sometimes. Okay. Um, like I said, my my parents' initial reaction was that that locked himself in the room. Right, complete shock. My mom complete shock that my my aunt had a snap her out like, yo, your son just finished telling you this. Give him a fucking hug. Because she just stood up and just, she was in shock. She was just, she was gone. She was right, right, out right. there. And she came back into it and she gave me a hug, started crying, of course. And um, it was just left at that. Okay. And it was just left in the air. And, and not your personal experience. How do you feel victims are, portray- well, not only the portrayal, because... I mean, thank God they're even coming out and having the courage to say these things. But now to, more than ever. But now to the, the 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 people that the victims go to, and they deny 
or have no sense of account- accountability to what occurred, what do you feel about them? Do you feel that they have a opportunity to uh, to come out of that, to be like, hey, okay, you know, maybe I didn't get it at first, but now I do. You know, do you feel like there's a time to grieve about the situation and then, uh, I, I'm, I keep saying resurrection, it's not resurrection. There's another word. Basically, come back from maybe being in shock and deny and deny like kind of reverse it yeah like come back to it right come back to reality and be like hey right. let's address this maybe not a, a address the person or approach the person with the problem but maybe address the problem and try to find a solution not that there's a solution to this type of uh traumatic event mm-hmm. but that there may there be a is. solution to therapy mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. N- well but time in time All your body right. it's not even about that your body will eventually want to express itself and and fix itself and that's it's normal human nature nature to want to you know it's like mm-hmm. how our white blood cells work you know they attack the issue eventually you'll get down to the point where either something bad happens and you have to address the issue or you get into a position where what are you going to do to better your life or excel your life I think it's after you see way. after you see the patterns, because you be you live in that moment, right? You're not worried about shit. The day to day. The day to day mindset. Okay. And it just comes to a point that that one day, whatever day it is, for whoever you are, for whoever you, whoever's listening, whenever that day happens, it will happen. That your mind's gonna click. You're gonna tell yourself you had enough. That's when you start seeing the patterns that you didn't see before, that, were, that you built yourself for, and and it's part of growing. Okay, I like that. You know I like what I mean? That. It's yeah. you're gonna start seeing the shit that you fucked up in, and all mm-hmm. those pieces gonna come together. But guess what? From that point that you realize, you grow from that point forward. Even from before it, it made you who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. It made you who you are. Now, in closing, does anybody else want to say anything? Um, I do. Okay, go ahead. Stats. One in three boys get sexually abused by the time they're 18. No, I'm sorry. My bad. One in three girls get sexually abused by the time they're 18. And one in six boys get sexually abused by the time they're 18. Okay. Let uh, that sink in for a second. Right, right, right. No, that's that's highly statistical. Like, say so you got a class of 30, that means five boys... Mm-hmm in that room have been possibly victims of sexual abuse. Yeah. If it's girls, that means at least 10 girls in that room of a class of 30 have been sexually abused. Yeah, yeah those That's are scary. That scary. That's yeah. scary. No, it is. It is. It is. And, you know, my my condolences go out to all those people that have to deal with this on a daily basis, you know, especially coming from somebody that hasn't uh, completely experienced something like that. I have to say that, you know, I... I can give nothing but my condolences. You know? mm-hmm. And it, it's... I just got the chills for whatever reason. I'm about to say whatever I want to say right now. But for the parents... Listen to your children. Talk to them. Talk to them. Open open up. Like I tell my kids this. Talk to me like I'm your best friend. Respect me that I'm still your father. And that shit has worked. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's and they up. talk to me yeah. about things, you know. That I'm, I'm shocked at times. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm glad you feel that comfortable. 
Right. I'm their stepmom, and they talk to me about things. That's what's up. Because it's it's one of those like parents you have to understand like they're coming up to you. Out of all people, who else am I gonna go to? Who are we, who, who the hell am I gonna go to? It's not even that they have the option to go up to anyone, and they choose us. Right. Because they're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when you shoot them down, you made them go left now. So the way you set it up, it's the comfort that they feel with you, you know. Right. And then they start talking to somebody else. Like, damn, how come you didn't come talk to me? Well, I tried. This is why you reacted. Mm -hmm. Someone else gave me the ear, though. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And now with that, do you have any particular uh, foundation or donation uh, website or community that you know specifically that you want to give to the people? Um, It's 106.org. 24 7 hotline. Um, Underscore Reva Strong. That's our IG. <laughs> Telling the story, my story. Um, this podcast will be on there too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I really do appreciate it. And that's really what this platform is here for like, for people to get out their experiences on a daily day basis, being especially here in South Florida, and how much of an impact it is for them to be down here. It's, I want the victims to understand to get help, it's free. There's a Nancy J. Cutterman Center in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Free, that's where I went for a year and a half. Nancy J. Cutterman? Na- Nancy J. Cutterman Center. Okay. Off I went of- there. They take um, people that are in a relationship with the victim so that we can learn and understand how, how they think, what they went through, it's what amazing. they go through. In the brain aspect, not so much. I still had to use my own brain and make my own effort to help him do the same thing, you know. But it did push me and help me. And my my counselor was amazing, you know. She's awesome. So if you need someone to talk to and you went through some shit, hit them up. Okay. And also Rain, R-A-I-N-N. Mm-hmm. It's another website you go to. Gives you 24-7. Christy House. Okay. Shout That's out. down here. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Oh, and Lauren. Lauren's Kids. Lauren's Kids. Lauren's Kids. kids. Um, she's a big, big advocate. And actually, she gave me the inspiration to open up to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And short reference, she was sexually abused by her nanny. Wow. Mm. I just got chills. You know, and it's one of those, like, you know... Hardworking parents, you don't think nothing of it, especially, you know. You're like, my kid's safe at home. Mm. You got to do what you got to do to work. And you find stuff like this out. But as I said, just educate yourself. Read, 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 read. That's all I can tell you. Look up stuff. Question Google. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Google tell you. <laughs> Nowadays, we have Google, like yeah. YouTube. Like, YouTube things that are going to make things better for you. Like, not Adam build a gun right or a bomb or some shit like youtube shit that's gonna help you and influence those around you and just better yourself like we always have room to improve like don't ever lose that humbleness ever that's what's up yeah put in the work it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take time it's gonna be difficult you can go through the storm go through the hurricane but you know it's floridians once hurricane passes that sun is out. Shutters come down. Right. Sun is mm-hmm. out. Sun is out. You know. And, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's a scary ride. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a scary ride. 
Just find some somebody to support you, mm-hmm. person, people, whoever, and mm-hmm. go for it. Why not you? That's what's up. You deserve it. Thank Everyone you. does. And I want to thank you. I want to thank the Shana and Marvin Rebus mm-hmm. family. Yes. I want to thank Jillian Ferrari mm-hms. for hanging out with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the platform. Yeah, for sure. You know, and thank you for having us. No, no, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. And Anytime you want to be here. This is another episode. Um, Podcast or not? <laughs> facts. That's Big my facts. bitch, guys. <laughs> Man, That's bitch. my bitch. <laughs> Ferrari, her name is Ferrari, not Jillian. Ferrari, it's Ferrari. Ferrari Jillian is her first name. This has been another episode of the Inebriated Podcast. Check us out on all social media platforms. IG, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Spreaker, everything. Google Music. We're on all social media platforms. Thank you for listening. Woo! And then we'll cut it from there. Thank you.